And this is Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. We're at the ninth annual Great Beer Expo in lovely, lovely Long Island. We're in Elmont at the historic Belmont Racetrack. And uh, this is Peter. I'm here with Pete. And I'm here with uh, uh, Marky Mark and the Velasquez Bunch. Mark, our resident photographer, videographer, Mark Velasquez, talented guy. Check him out. Guys, how you feeling? Amazing. Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. What's everybody drinking right now? I am drinking the Polish Town Pilsner by Long Ireland Beer Company. It's actually not bad. Pretty nice and smooth. Got a lot of flavor. Nice, nice. And Mark, what are you drinking right now? Honestly, some chocolate-flavored beer. I'm not really sure. You <laughs> are drinking the, the chocolate, I believe, the chocolate porter also from Long Ireland Beer Company. And that's how we do. Um, I'm having a good time, guys. It's This is the... This is the Second afternoons, well, not the second, second afternoon. This is the afternoon session of today's event, and uh, we got a good crowd here. There's a good crowd in the morning. We got a little bit of a, I guess you could say, a little bit of a younger crowd. Yeah, definitely. You know, they they were telling us that uh, you know they were bringing some places were bringing busloads of people. Um, get off my computer, I'll kill you. <laughs> um, Mark's fingering Pete's computer. You right see, now. Uh, you, you get a lot. It's a younger crowd now. Uh, you know, they were saying a lot of these kids. Uh, you pay fifty bucks, come in for a few hours, get sauced up, and go out. It's not a bad deal, honestly. You know, it's you know, it's not a bad deal. Um, we should check out Plot Deutsch, which is right around the corner. From what I understand, you can get yourself a pint and you can fire some guns off in the basement. That's fucking incredible. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's a great combination of things. Uh, guns and beer. I guess it's working out pretty well. They're this is why America is great. This is true. This is why we need Donald Trump as president. But we already have it. We don't need him. <laughs> yeah, but we can do this in every bar probably. Make America great again. I thought make it was white America. again. Well, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag make America white again. Oh, fuck Trump. I almost said fuck Darwin. Uh, fuck Darwin? <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to listen to it, so say it again. Uh, fuck, fuck Darwin. Darwin. Oh, uh, that's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> that's horrible. So, uh, you know, so one of the members couldn't make it today. Mark has your hat. Uh, you're never <laughs> getting it back. <laughs> you fat fuck. You fat fuck. Uh, unfortunately, Darwin, Darwin's theory of beer, it was not able to make it today. No, he had uh, prior engagements. Yes, uh, yes. Work or some bullshit like that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know what? Sucks for him because honestly, bro, this is fucking awesome. He missed awesome. a good event. This is the best event we've ever done. Um, I mean, not gonna lie, I thought like you know Rockway was gonna be. Um, it was a great event, and honestly, for us, that was probably the best event we had. Um, but things change. Things and, and yeah, things change, things evolve, and here we are kicking it at the ninth uh, annual Great Beer Expo, hosted here by Starfish Junction Productions. Uh, shout out to libeerevents.com. Um, these guys put on a very very good event. You got uh, you, you can hear in the background a little bit. The crowd's getting a little louder, a little more uh, rambunctious, I guess you could say. Yeah, you, you know, you got the young kids here. They're all, like I said, trying to get sauced up before they go out. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm glad we're here. Um, like I said, Rockaway was awesome, but that was one brewery. Uh, right now, from last count I saw, we've got 47 breweries here, uh, and you even have a few wineries. Um, not really something that I want to drink today, but uh, from what he got here, we got nine of them here. So, you know, you got a lot of stuff going on. You got other vendors going on. Um, you know, you got a radio station here. You know, a lot of cool stuff. You know, the, all those pictures um, that this guy has over there are actually pretty cool. You know, just thinking about the Queens one you wanted. He Which said, he, that, remember the Queens one that we were looking at? Yeah, and then yeah. you, he, the guy said he just sold it. He probably sold that one. The prints he has, I guarantee you, because I, I went around the corner and I was looking through his shit. He's got a whole stash. If he has prints, I'm going to buy a print of that. And they were like 15 bucks. I think it was 20 for a print. 
No, he said 15. 15? Even I, better. I think it depends on the size. Um, yeah. you know, That's I, what I, she said. hi <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know we have his card here somewhere, I think. But, it's probably uh, in our pockets. Probably. I got shit everywhere. Um, we should check that out. He had some interesting uh, uh, prints, pictures, whatever you want to call it over there. Yeah, no, I want to go back. I wanna, I'm definitely going to buy a couple things, um, you know, something for myself, and I'm actually going to be a thoughtful guy and, uh, and bring something for some other people. So, uh, what's going on? How are you doing, man? Uh, yeah, yeah, you should be a thoughtful guy because that's your specialty. And I, I, I think um, I sense sarcasm in your voice when you say no, that. No, no, you know what? I think it's a good Fucking idea because th 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 there's some <laughs> things that I want to pick up for some people, so that's cool. Uh, I think we definitely should do that. But just getting back to the beer, I actually want to try something from Twin Fork. Uh, and I want to try something from Tweaking Frog Brewing Company. I have not had any of their beers. No, we have not. Um, yet. Yet. Well, we're stupid because we were right next to Twin Fork. And we completely missed so, that. Well, let, let's give you a quick rundown. We won't get into the actual beers, but we'll give you a quick rundown of the breweries who we have had something from. So we did hit up Long Ireland, which is in Riverhead, uh, a Riverhead-based brewery. We had, well, we, we had a couple of beers from them. They were both pretty good. I, I think, think we've we tried agree. all of them from uh, them so far. At we, least I have. We hit up Ballast Point. We hit up Port Jeff, Blue Point, Fire Island, who we had on in the uh, first session. Big Alice. Big Alice, who we had on also in the first session. Bronx, Bronx Brewery. Um, we hit, we have not hit up Kronbacher, Goose, or New Belgium. Or Singdao, or Brooklyn, or Sweetwater. How do you say that? Singdao. 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 How you hey. doing, buddy? Good, good. Have a seat. Have a seat, man. What's we going have on? a special guest Greg. coming to the show. Greg. How you doing, man? Peter. How are you, Peter? Nice to see you guys. So, how are you enjoying the event so far? It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what are our language rules here? Oh, whatever the there fuck are you none. want to say. It's unfiltered. <laughs> hey, anything you want to say, you say it. What's yeah, in the cup, by the way? No lie. Actually, coffee. Coffee? Is coffee, it really? Hi, Scott. Hi. <laughs> so, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Let us know who you are, where you're from. Yeah, so my name's uh, Greg Martin from Long Island Beer Company. We're located out in uh, Riverhead, the crotch of Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the forks, the legs of the island split. We're in the split. Right That's in the split. Awesome. <laughs> nice. Nice. The crotch of the island. I haven't yeah. heard that one before. That's a good one. So tell us a little bit about, about your brewery, who you guys are, when you guys got started, all that good stuff. Sure. So uh, it was started by myself and my uh, my partner, Dan. He's not here with us today. He's not dead. He's just not oh, here I was going to say, fuck, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a <really> bad hangover. <laughs> um, we started the brewery uh, March 1st, 2009 is when we actually sold our first keg of beer. Um, we've kind of gone the gamut for what breweries are today. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you look at the brewing industry now, uh, you've got nano breweries, you've got contract breweries, you've got production breweries and brew pubs. So when we started out, we were kind of in the business planning phase and uh, we didn't have a brewery. So I had been doing some interning at New England Brewing over in uh, New Haven, Connecticut. We actually started making Celtic Ale, which was our first beer uh, over in Connecticut. So the first 10 months in business, we were a gypsy brewery traveling over to Connecticut. We still had our day jobs. Uh, every Saturday, we'd shoot over to Connecticut, make a batch of beer, go back the next week. Uh, two weeks later, we'd be ready, yanking out. And that was just a constant cycle we did. Uh, after that st stage, we kind of were contract brewing where we were still brewing Connecticut, but then we also had beer being made up in Old Saratoga, New York for a while. Okay. And while that was kind of going on, we were really getting our ducks in a row. And then we built our brewery out in Riverhead, where now everything has been produced since 2011 under our own roof. Wow, so, that's awesome. Wow. So like I said, we've kind of had a little bit of a taste of 
both sides of the business between contract right. breweries and gypsy breweries and everything else. You guys have a tasting room? We do, yeah. We're open seven days a week. Wow, what are your hours? So uh, Monday through Friday, we do three to eight. Uh, Saturdays, noon to eight, and Sundays, noon to seven. Okay, that's pretty so cool. Beers on all the time. Pints, flights. What's your flagship? Celtic Ale, okay. uh, which is traditional Irish style ale. It's a real uh, uh, entry level craft beer for people. It's uh, good to get people's toe in the water. That was the beer that we first started making in 2009. Uh, it still accounts for about 40% of our annual sales. Wow. We make about 37 different beers over the course of each year right wow. now. So we do a lot of different stuff. That's awesome. We have barrel aging stuff and right. you know, that kind of stuff. So. You guys got anything uh, new coming out that you want to talk about? No. <laughs> uh, there's always something new. We uh, actually on tap today. We have our chocolate porter. It's uh, very good. That, I like oh, that. Thank you. That's um, this is our third year making it. It's kind of our transitional seasonal. We call it a seasonal transitional. Mm-hmm. So the pumpkins always run out soon, which is good. I hate pumpkin ale. Yeah. Uh, we sell a shit ton of it, but I hate it. At least so they're honest. The pumpkins run out, and then the winter is kind of it's ready. It's in the tanks. It's almost ready. But sometimes people aren't ready to jump into winter, especially when we're having you know 60 degree days, sunny out. So we started making the chocolate porter as kind of a transition from our fall seasonal to our winter seasonal. So we usually just do one or two batches a year, put it out, and just kind of carries in between those two seasonals. Uh, that's new. Winter ale, of course, will be up in about two weeks. Um, and then there's always something new. You know, we've been working on our sours for a while now. So we have a blueberry sour out, which is called Grandma Kisses. Wow. Um, it's got a pretty funny label. Nice. Uh, we have this cartoonist from Connecticut that draws. Uh, the second series of that will be coming out, which is a raspberry sour that's been aged in Pinot Noir barrels. It's been in those for about eight months. Uh, we just tasted that for the first time. So we, do, we kind of hit a lot of aspects. We've got some really good entry-level beers for people that are just getting into the craft game right now. And then we've got some stuff that really, you know, can tweak out the beer nerds also. Oh, nice. Are those Pinot Noir barrels, are those from any of the local wineries? Yeah, they're actually from Jamesport Vineyard. Okay. So, uh, like, so we just tasted that beer for the first time the other day. It's almost done. Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. So what's your, um, what's the next most popular one you have? Um, I mean, it's always the seasonal, but right now uh, our Baylor IPA, which is a all 100% citra hopped IPA, that's been cranking for us the last six months. That's been really Tried that before. Up. That was really good. Uh, the Pilsner's been putting up big numbers this year, which is... Oh, uh, was that the Polish town? Yeah, the Polish That was good also. That's been, thank you. It's been, uh, you know, it's... You know, it always goes in waves. You know, it always goes in waves for what, what's happening. But the seasonals are always, you know, right up there, right. like the number two spot. Right. So what's, uh, of everything that you guys do, I know you said 37, what's one of your, fa- or one of the favorites anyway? It's like kids. It's whoever's yeah. pissing me yeah. off all the time. And, uh, <laughs> you, know, um, I, you know, I'm as bad as every customer we have, whereas I'm always, I'm always like, I'm on what's the new one now. Because, you know, it's like, we drink all the time, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> so, beers that are with us all year long, you know, we, we always have access to them. So when something new comes out, we're just as into that new beer coming out because it's new for us too. Right. You know, so it's still always always fun for us when we're tasting that sour beer that's been sitting in a barrel or when we knew, like, we always have a set of uh, whiskey barrels going with beers that are from the year before. So, like, we're, we're just going to get ready to start cracking last year's. Like, we have chocolate porter from last year's city whiskey barrels for a year. Wow. We have last year's Imperial Stout city whiskey barrels for a year. So those are always what we're stoked about because sometimes they go horribly wrong and you open the barrel up and it's piss and right. you gotta stop it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they're fucking great, you know. So it, for us, it's always still that new and interesting time. And like, I always love when Oktoberfest, are we doing Oktoberfest? Like, we're all like idiots, like, when it's ready, like, yeah, Oktoberfest. We're going to drink it because, you know, we only make, get a couple of batches for the season. Yeah. Um, 
So it, it is always kind of uh, something new. So you know, I, I really I don't have what I always jump back to. You know what I mean? So it's so it's always we're idiots. Variety is <laughs> the spice of life, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. There you go. <laughs> so what what got you what got you into brewing? What what made you want to take that leap into the craft beer world? My boss was a total dick. Yeah, <laughs> uh, most of them are. Yeah. So um, I had worked for a company. I was a manager of a heating and air conditioning company, a pretty large heating and air conditioning company. I had been brewing for a, a while, just as a hobby. Talked about it, talked about it for a long time, and of course, my partner and I would get drunk while we're home brewing, like, "Oh, we don't open a business." Ah, you know, and get sober the next day, like, "We're not going to open a business." And the, just the guy I worked for was just such a dick. I mean, he—I uh, had a good job, good benefits, good everything. Yeah. And uh, but he just treated people like shit. Really? Yeah. And I just—and he didn't treat me like shit. He treated the other employees like shit. And and I was the general manager of the company, so I just—I couldn't—I couldn't bite my tongue. I'm not that—I'm not a quiet guy if I disagree with something. Sure. So uh, I just couldn't do it anymore. And so I thought I'm married. I got kids. Stuff. I talked to my wife, and she's like, "You can do it." So. Uh, Make Fig- that leap. Fig- figured it out. And, uh, it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been scary, I made right? Way less money than I did. That. <laughs> but it's. But well, uh, you're happy. But I bet you're you know, happy I, almost I, every day. The best description. I have shitty days, just like everybody else has at their job. You have good days, bad days. But the one thing I will say is, I never ever since we started the business, I never ever have that Sunday night not in my stomach like I go to work the next day. I haven't had it since. Wow, so that's, that's awesome. Cool. Man. Look, man, you're you're chasing your passion, and that's I mean, that's what it's about, right? We don't have that much time on this place, so no, might as well make the best yeah, of it. Yeah, you get one trip, man. Yep. That's it. Got to make the so most I'm of it. Big, I'm a big believer in that. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, if people want to find out more about you guys, I mean, uh, what's your website? Are you guys on social media? Anything like yeah, that? Yeah, we're on all the platforms or whatever for social media. Uh, LongIslandBeer.com for the website, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, the whole bit. You know, so. How'd you come nice. up with the name? Uh, funny story. So I actually don't like the name. I didn't come up with the name. But uh, the, the, the quick story behind it was uh, I was really, really, really hungover after a bad St. Patrick's Day. So and what happened was I was at Bar Hop with friends. Uh, we were, I mean, conceptually with the brewery, but we hadn't had any money. We didn't have any license yet. And I remember I was in the backseat of some guy's car. That's a different story. <laughs> so, so, so the backseat of this car, getting driven home. Pulled out of this parking lot, and I, and, and I had just left. It was again. It was St. Patrick's Day night, and I just left this bar, Irish bar, and I remember there was a DJ cranking 50 Cent. Da da da. It's like 2006, 2007, probably. I'm in the backseat. I remember looking up, and I see the sign for this bar. It says a fine Irish pub, and I remember when I was pulled out, I'm like there was nothing that was a fine Irish pub about it. They was a fucking <laughs> DJ blasting 50 Cent. I love 50 Cent, but not on St. Patrick's Day. It just right. didn't fucking go. Right. So, uh, so. I don't know. The next day, I was fucking like a bad hangover. I was mid shampoo, and I was like in my head, like the thought process. I was like, why don't you? Know, we were we were making Irish beers homebrewed already, and like my wife was an Irish step dancer, yeah. and you know my grandparents from Ireland, my partner's grandparents from Ireland. So I was always grew up going to Irish festivals. So we knew there was an Irish vibe there somewhere, but I also knew that people, for whatever reason, love to tie in, especially Long Islanders, love to tie into this their Irish roots. You can be 12 generations deep, it doesn't matter. If you go, oh, what are you? I'm Irish. Like, you haven't been out, you have never been to Ireland. You know, you <laughs> right. Have, fucking been to for, you know, the United States for 400 years. <laughs> but, uh, but it, so I don't know, it just clicked. So I was just kind of talking out loud, trying to fucking get through this hangover. And I was just saying, like, Long Island. And I was like, Ireland. And I just kind of, I don't know, said Long Ireland. And I was kind of like, ah. 
So I went to my work the next day, and I was talking to my now business partner, and I said it. He goes, I like it. You almost have to say it twice. And my fear was, like, well, does it pigeonhole us to making only Irish beers? What if I want to make an Oktoberfest or right. a Polish Pilsner or whatever? Right. And he's like, oh, fuck it. So we stuck with it. And there you <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, we stuck with it. <laughs> nice. Long Ireland. It's interesting. I remember first seeing it. It made me think, like, when I first, first... What, uh, like saw your came across you guys' beers. I was like, all right, so these guys is just like their take on Irish beers and American style. But I mean, you guys do a lot of lot of interesting things. Like I said, the, the two beers you brought here today, especially that chocolate porter, um, it's good stuff, man. Thank you. Yeah, I had a few of those already, so uh, <laughs> feeling feeling pretty good. Yeah, I think we tried everything they had up there, yeah. right? Yeah, we had everything they had. Oh yeah, it's pretty good. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. Thank no, you thank for bringing you. it. Thank so you how did you guys get involved with this? Oh, man. <laughs> well, actually, we were, um, so, so we do a lot of, we go to a lot of different events, and we do on-site podcasts, and um, so we were at the Monk NYC in Ridgewood, Queens, and it's a Belgian beer bar, yep. and while we were there setting up, one of the guys here was a volunteer photographer, Carl. Oh, Carl, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, we started talking, and we were talking about beers, and he's like, hey, you know, Starfish Junks Productions, you know, they, they came up and they're like, you know what, why don't you give them, reach out, see, they got an event coming up, see if you guys, uh, you know, if it's a good fit. Turned out it was, and, and you know, That's here awesome. we are. That's yeah. Awesome. No, it's great. We love to see, we've been doing these festivals for a while, so it's always nice to see new elements brought into it. So I think this is great pod for it, you know. Uh, and we love it, and that's really what we do. Like, we'll do podcasts, you know, at home, but we prefer to do the on-site, like, at the location, at like the breweries, like, breweries bars, stuff like that. Exactly. <laughs> I love those it. Those are the best. It those are the best ones. Time, especially you. girls making out in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, only, we almost had two of those on the podcast before you came on. <laughs> yeah, a girl yes. walked up, just sat down, both of them shit-faced wasted. <laughs> right. We're like, uh, okay, go for it. Can we bring video element into this? <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, we could. We, we could make we that could. I mean, that might have. Check www.beertodaybeertomorrow.com for the video. So, so awesome, man. So, um, listen, if you guys ever, I actually have um, family, not in Riverhead, but about 18 miles past in the town of Southold. So, um, if you guys ever want to uh, want to have us over, we'd love to come there, do a podcast cool. show, we, man. We do some big events and stuff, and uh, we'd definitely love to have you guys out for it. All right. Awesome. So, we'll be in awesome, touch. Man. Sweet. Definitely. It was a thank pleasure, man. Yeah, man. Hey, thank thanks you for a lot coming. for coming. I really yeah. appreciate it, man. Nice Keep doing what you're doing, man. And that was Long Ireland, uh, Riverhead. Long Island Company, they uh, brew some pretty good beer. He was yeah, a cool no. guy. I liked him. Yeah, I, I thought he had a Wu Tang shirt on yo, for a second. I, I, yo, I thought the same thing. We walked away for a quick second. It looked like the Wu Tang symbol. I was uh, like, wow, I like he's talking about Fifty Cent. He he's a like Wu Tang shirt Wu-Tang on. Wu-Tang this guy's shirt. fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, actually, uh, I don't know if I told you when I was at that bar, the Poor House in Brooklyn, they had the um, the uh, Six Point Cream Ale, um, and they have it on a chalkboard and they wrote it out with cream C period R period yeah and then the Wu-Tang symbol they drew somebody drew it right next yeah, to it yeah. that was pretty cool I'm gonna That's take cool. a picture of that for you and send it I forgot absolutely oh. so we were still going through the list of so let, let's take it from the top so here we have Long Island who was just on the show Ballast Point Port Jeff we had a little something from all those places Blue Point we had something from Fire Island, who was on the show. Big Alice, who was on the show. Bronx Brewery, we had something from them. Did, we didn't have Fire Island. No, we did have Fire Island. Did no, we? They, they were on the show, but we didn't have anything oh, from yeah. them. Oh, yeah, they that's what I'm saying. Show. We didn't actually drink it. Uh, we didn't have Tsingdao. Uh, Great South Bay. We had Great South Bay. We had Two Roads. Two roads. The gals from Two Roads, were, uh, uh, they were a good time. They were a treat. They were a treat. Uh, Mark had his Angry Orchard hard cider. Uh, we had Sam Adams. Sam Adams. Sam Adams. Who the fuck was that? Sam Adams. <laughs> Jenga, motherfuckers. We had Greenport Harbor, uh, near and dear to me. We had Anderson, Anderson Valley, Valley, which had an in- interesting 
pumpkin ale that was flavored in wild, wild turkey, turkey barrels. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Looks that like we have uh, we got somebody else coming on. Oh, he looks a little drunk. <laughs> yes, he does. Let's bring him on the show. Hello, sir. How are you? I have a seat right over have here. Have a seat, sir. How are you? Oh, we're doing good. Very well. Thank you, guys. All right. And what so is your I'm name? I'm <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. Testing. One, two, test. Okay. Perfect. So, okay, Perfect. here I am. Um, I'm Jim Richards. Uh, I'm senior brewer on deck. Uh, my title is Brewer 2. I run our cast for Blue Point. Uh, basically, that means I'm the old guy. Okay. I'm the guy kicking around for 13 years of uh, Blue Point's history, so it's pretty damn cool. All right. So, I dig that. Awesome. Curse. I, I, oh, you go ahead and curse okay, all the fuck you want. It doesn't matter. No, 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 no. Unfiltered, uncensored. He said go the F word, so it's cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like these guys already. So exactly. it's, solid, so. it's a pleasure having you on, yeah, sir. Man, I, I, I dig beer. I'm a, I like being here, so I like talking to like-minded guys that like beer like I do. So it's absolutely. It's a good world, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What are you guys drinking? Uh, right now, we are drinking uh, the IPA from Long Island Beer nice. Company right Baylor? behind us. Yeah, oh, awesome. Oh, that's a solid beer, right? Yeah. It is yeah, solid. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly, good. there really hasn't been anything here that I can't say was solid. You know, I good mean, stuff, man. Yeah. yeah We're well, in a good world right now. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, Craft we worked our way Bowman. through through a lot of the beers here. We had a few. I can't say I had anything that I didn't like so far. So Long Island is a really cool scene. Uh, we have a lot of small-scale breweries. We have a lot of solid breweries. Like, I, I've been around for a bit, but, I mean, we have... And more breweries opening up. So, I mean, this is like, I mean, like the East End Mecca for me. It's my backyard, obviously, so I, I'm going to say that, but it, it really is. So you're from Long Island? Well, originally? I grew up actually around Chicago. Okay. Oh, but really? I, mean, I was a beer mercenary. I started back in like late 2000s, just after the first brewery crash, you know, when, uh, uh, Long, nah, when, uh, what was the brewery? Uh, 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 Vermont. Um, used to make a great porter. They went out of business. The Harpoon bought them. I can't remember the brand name, but anyways, around like the late like 90s, when there was that big crash in breweries, I'm kind of on the on just on the backside of that. That's how I started brewing. I used to work in a steel mill. Oh wow! So I used to work in like this shitty ass environment. Fucking I used to like like get burnt, fucking be dehydrated all the time, and life just sucked. I was oh, wow. home brewing, so I decided, okay, I can either like hate my life and make a lot of money, or I can make little money and love my life. So I chose to uh, like my life and make a little money and uh, make beer. That's awesome. That's cool, right? Yeah, yeah man. Cool, as man. long as you're enjoying what you're doing, you're waking up and you're yeah, happy to go Money's to work. not everything. It's, yeah, it's yeah, the no, quality I, of life. I, I realized that. Like, early on in my life, I, I, I saw my father. My father worked uh, 40 years life in a steel mill to take care of me and my brothers and sisters. So I got respect for that. So I, I, I learned my work ethic by watching him do the work. So that carried over to my brewing career. And then like they get a lot of young guys behind me. They're like, man. You're like 40 years old. You're like, you're still busting your ass. You're still out there fucking driving shit. I can run circles around like 20-year-old kids. Wow, and I'm man. all about that. I'm going to drive these kids on the earth. Why? Because I'm teaching them the way. I'm helping them earn their way and learn the right way to do beer, man. Because that's yeah. how I learned it. I learned it when I first started making beer. I started uh, uh, cleaning floors, cleaning like outside the tanks. I didn't touch beer. I didn't touch beer for like two years of my life. I had to earn my right, earn my way to touch beer. And that means something in right. my life, in my world. That means I earned, it's a, beer's a bigger thing. I, I, I still think beer's gonna save the world. I'm sorry, I'm a talker, so. No, I, go, I, I, go I, for I, it, man. I, go I, for I, it. I've got mad thoughts. Let's uh, go. Let's so go, I, man, I, let's I, go. I, I truly think beer's gonna save the world. Why? Because it brings people from every walk of life together in the same concept. 
Whether they, they like that IPA, they like that style, they like this, whatever they like. So you have hippie kids, you got guys in suits, you got punk rock kids, you got all these different walks of life, like coming together and drinking the same beers. And there's no drama, there's no chaos, there's no aggression. What is that? that that's something, right? That's, that's huge, mm -hmm. especially in this day and age. This day and age of chaos and violence and uh, turmoil with elections and chaos, right? right? Yeah. So that, that means something. Well, beer to brings me. people together. So I truly believe beer is going to save the fucking world, man. That's awesome. That is, right? That's I fucking awesome. hope so, man. I five to that, man. I love it. Absolutely. And that's how I live my life. I live my life every day by just doing the right thing and take care of my kids, take care of my family, and make a great beer. And I think every Absolutely. guy on this island is doing the exact same thing. Yeah. We're one big family watching out for each other. And that's fucking crazy, so. Right? I'll drink to that, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Right? I love it. No, but man, you guys do make some awesome fucking beer. Um, I was actually telling him a story earlier. You guys actually had it for a minute. I know, uh, I think you guys didn't have your kegs yet today, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for we had a while. We had a chaos earlier. Yeah. Right, but uh, fun, right? I mean, luckily enough, uh, that young lady had some bottles in her trunk. Yeah. Yeah. And sure enough, a beer that I just tried for the first time the other day, the Mosaic. Mosaic, yeah. She had that. Our and man, had, yeah, oh yeah. my God. That was good. That was so good. good, yeah. I was a little sad. I went back over to, to get some. She's like, oh no, we have the kegs now. I was like, oh no. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's yeah. all right. It's okay, though. Yeah. So we always have that on tap, the brewery. Okay. 161 River Avenue. Please come down. Definitely. Free, you know, you know. Hey, maybe, maybe one day we'll come down there, do a little podcast on site. I'll be all about it. Yeah. I'll be all about it. We got a lot of guys that would love to talk. We got a lot of information. I have a lot of guys that have been, been doing this for a long period of time, and a lot of young guys that really have mad passion for this. I mean, all of our guys, I think I've got the best crew I've had in 13 years. Wow. All of my guys are so solid, so hardworking. They care about our place so much. It's amazing. Wow. It's crazy. I mean, it's my family. I mean, I, I grew up in Northern Indiana. So when I first started making beer, there weren't a lot of jobs out there. So I went from uh, northern Indiana uh, to Kentucky. My wife got a job doing like uh, graphic design work. So I wanted to support her. So I stepped out of like making beer for a bit. I did some metal fabrication, which was crazy fun, but cool stuff. <laughs> so I did that for a bit. We found out that uh, Kentucky was the most racist place in the world. Wow. Like we can't exist here. So this sucks. So uh, I went from Kentucky back to Indiana into Bloomington. I worked for two breweries there. I worked for Bloomington Brewing Company and Upland Brewing Company. Um, then from there, I got recruited to go out to uh, Harpoon in Boston. Okay. I worked there for a bit. I met a great guy named Alan Brady. He was a uh, lab guy, lab tech. He got a job at Harpoon, or Blue Point, as head brewer, and recruited me to come out. Wow. So that's kind of like, like I said, I went where jobs were. I was a brewer mercenary, so they'll pay me, I'll make their beer. Yeah, so. Hey, I like that well, attitude. No, it's not entirely. That's not entirely true, okay? They might pay me, but I gotta enjoy their beer. I gotta, like, enjoy the beer I make. So if I don't like the beer I make, I can't, I can't make it. Right. I can't look myself in the mirror. You that's, can't feel good about giving exactly, this to somebody else to drink. Exactly, exactly. Right. So, that's you your baby that you're giving product. out to people. Exactly, I, I, I put a lot of effort, I put a lot of time, a lot of time with my family into this brewery, wherever I'm at. So why shouldn't I do things the right way, right? Right. My father taught me, if you're going to do a job, do the job the right way. Absolutely. There's no sense in doing it the wrong way. You're, you're just, you're being an asshole. You're being right. a dick, you know? There's yeah. no sense in doing it, right? I don't know how people can actually 
live that way. Yeah, yeah. No, knowingly suck at what they do yeah. purposely. And knowing the fact they suck. Well, right. You, but you yet know, they still draw a paycheck. Exactly. Those yeah. guys, are, they're killing our country. Let's fuck those guys. Exactly. I, I think a lot. Girls, no yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's true. And I think a lot of people, like, honestly, you're in a, not a lot of people wake up in the morning and they're like, fuck, yes, I can't wait to go to work. Yeah. Most people are just like, fuck. You know, it's another day at the office. No, there, there day are those days. Those, yeah. those, those are those days. I mean, when I'm saying fuck, for those of you days, I drank too much night before. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm my way. I'm like, damn, fuck, this sucks. I was up like, I was drinking an hour and a half ago. Fuck, this sucks. Yeah. That, that's my own fault. I, I did it myself. So, you know. But, you know, right. you, you're, you're living your passion, man, and that's a beautiful thing. It really, yeah, it really is. is. It really and is. clearly, you, you, you believe in your team. You believe in what you're doing. And it, I think it really shows in the beers that you guys produce. I mean, you guys produce really quality stuff. We try. I mean, uh, we, I lose sleep over things. I, it's, all of our guys do. We stress over, I mean... We monitor things almost almost 24 seven. Uh, we have guys there on the weekends doing uh, uh, lab work, gravities, make sure beers are doing the right things. Uh, all of our guys are doing the right thing. We all we all care what we do. I mean, because I mean that's what it is. It's all about the beer. Yeah. It's not about who we are, about mine, about who Jim Richards is. That means nothing. It's about what Blue Point beer is. That's what means something to me. That's what I'm I'm proud of. I'm proud to go out and, and like get a burger somewhere and see a Toast Lager handle out there. That means something. Toast Lager is my, is the beer that pays my bills. That's my heart, that's my soul. That's, that's me out there, that's our guys out there. That means something. I mean, we were bought by ABI, but that does not really define who we are. I have all the exact same guys I started with for the most part, and we're doing the exact same beers we started with, and just doing them better. I've got a hot farmer in Idaho, I've got Better benefits. I got a slight little raise. I got some uh, retirement now, so I'm, I'm fully dialed in, fully focused. Plus, I'm doing in my taste. I've got 10 new beers on tap. In my 13 years of my life serving at Blue Point, I have never had 10 new beers on tap. Wow, dude, that's crazy. Yeah. So all my brewers, all my guys, have the ability to make their own recipes, be creative. So we have a lager strain in the house. Okay, let's. We have this German lager strain yeast. Let's make as many loggers as we can. Why? Because we have the yeast in the house. So let's mess around, have fun, and make as many cool loggers as we can with this yeast. Why not, right? Yeah. Why not? And that's cool, and that's that's what I'm excited about. Every day of my life, I go in there, and there's something new. We got barrel programs. We got our cast program, which I also run. So our cast program is also kind of a cool environment because I'm, I've always been the guy where I look to the past to go forward. So I looked at the guys that came before me that allowed me to get to my place. Why? Because they did the work. They did the knowledge. They did all the shit. They went through all the shit to learn what I know now. So like cast beer is a big part of that. That was the original way that cast beer was, beer was served in barrels or casks. So I, I, have a, I, have a part, I have a chance to really kind of go back to that and tie into that. So that, that means a lot too. So that's yeah. cool. So. Again, I told you, I talk a lot. I know, man. Like, love I'm, stuff. I'm a really passionate man, so... I the, love it. I you love get, it. Like, like, five beers of me, I get more passionate. <laughs> yeah. I, get like 10 beers, I get more passionate, so it just goes crazy. crazy. Go grab so, another one, brother. Yeah, Keep yeah, them so coming. That's how it is, man. I, just, my, I wear my heart in my sleeve, so that's That's it, great, so. man. That's absolutely so. great. And I love Blue Point, and I, I love Long Island Craft Beer, so... So do we. So do we, absolutely. So absolutely. It, so. Right, we're so happy that you uh, were able to hop on the show, so... Um, if people want to find out more about Blue Point, what's the best way to do that? Uh, so we have a website, uh, bluepointbrewery.com. Also, we're at 161 River Avenue, Patchogue. Please come down. We do uh, tours. 
on Saturday, uh, one and four. We're also open Wednesday um, from, I think, three to nine, Thursday, three to nine, and Friday, three to nine. Um, yeah, so the best educational part of it is probably to come down on Saturday, do our tours. Yeah. Our station manager, Michelle, she'll walk through tours. She does great stuff. She's been around forever, so she's a good chick. So Awesome. Right. I look yeah, forward yeah. to doing that one day, man. Yeah, man. It's just, uh, yeah. Again, I, I, I just can't say enough. I think really, I truly believe beers will save the world. I think it's going to cut through all the bullshit and just like bring people together and just cut through all the chaos. Beers man. to save the world, man. That's a beautiful thing. I, I mean, I, we need politicians to run on that platform. Seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beers will it. save the world. Vote me out. I'll, 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 I'll write you in on the ballot, man. I got broad man. shoulders, man. I'll take the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love, love it. it, man. Any questions for me? What do you got? Yeah, so so what is, um, what's been one of your favorite uh, beers to brew and why? Okay, um, so brewing-wise, I'm going to say oatmeal stout, man. Really? Why? Because, you know, you get those roasted, those dark barleys in the, in, in the mash. You start getting those, uh, those like, aromas like coffee and chocolate. And the yeah. brewery starts smelling like that. And it just, it smells like breakfast, you know? Yeah. And I dig that. And so it's not an easy brew to beer because there's a lot of oatmeal. So it's high in gluten. So it's not easy to run off. But it just smells phenomenal. So, I mean, it's a, you know, that's my go-to beer. That's a beer that I... I drink as often as I can, and it's never bit me in the ass. So I've never had any, had any rough nights off it, right, so right, right. I still have full faith in it. So, <laughs> yeah, so. But yeah, yeah that, that's probably my favorite beer. So. Um, well, I, I had a quick question. Um, I can see you how passionate you are about it. So, I mean, um, the brewing process, can you just take us through that? Yeah, so I mean, we have, uh, we have raw, raw barley comes in. Um, uh, Two-row barley we use. We use a micro blend. It's a, a blend of two-row and filter malt. Uh, we come from Canada. Uh, that's about 95% of all our base beers. From that point, it gets milled in, goes to a grist case. It's basically a holding tank. From that point, it goes to a mash mixer. At that point, we started uh, adjusting temperatures. We infuse it with water. Uh, we do a protein rest typically, which is around 122. That breaks down what's called beta-glucans. Beta-glucans uh, have the ability to gum up mash, um, high proteins that can cause chill haze. Things like that. So we're trying to like try to like destroy those, break those down. Then from there, with like 149 to like 153, um, something a little higher based on style of beer. That's called sacrification. So that's conversion of starch to sugar. At that point, um, that's usually a half hour, 45 minutes. At that point, we raise temperature to 170. We halt um, um, conversion of starch to sugar, and we run it off. So we start running off. We go from uh, grain to liquid. We're out to the kettle. Um, we get clean liquid. Uh, we add some hops. We uh, boil it, make it sterile, put it off to the fermenter, ferment it out, add some hops. Uh, based on what style of beer, we dry hop, or we add some, um, based on if we do like a, um, we do a beach plum goza, we'll ferment it out. Then we'll add some beach plum or some plum in secondary. So it's yeah. kind of cool. So it's, wow. I, it's cool and it's, everything's always changing. So. It's like you have a set profile for fermentation, and after fermentation, based on the style of beer, we could add uh, add some fruit. We could uh, do a cold crash, pull some yeast off it. It's it's science, man. It's, you know, yeah, it used so much to be you when, I, when I first started making beer, it was a handful, handful of that, and you hope to God things work out. Right. And now it's like fucking like straight up science. Right. And yeah. It's amazing. So that was really awesome. cool. So. That's pretty cool. So what do you find? Um, what do you find is one of the most challenging beers to brew? 
usually our big beers. Like, because uh, um, it's hard to get high gravity. It's hard to get like that really high, that solid high gravity beer, like 21P. Uh, uh, when I say P, I say Play-Doh. That's uh, basically a measurement of sugar, density. Uh, anytime you say gravity or density, that's a measurement of sugar. Right? Uh, uh, gravity, things like that. So if you're a home brewer, you know what that means. But uh, So usually we do like, uh, we'll do partial mashes. We'll do one mash, and it's like like two almost two thousand pounds of grain. We'll fill a kettle halfway, and we'll do another mash on top on top of that to get the rest of the kettle. So we're getting that high dense, that very thick, viscous wort of 21, 23p. So that high gravity wort. So we're doing two mashes for one kettle, as opposed to be one mash for one kettle. So it's a little more labor intensive, but it works out better for the beer. We need that high gravity, so we don't want to dilute it down. Because anytime you like run the mash off. You start sparging, you start diluting the gravity, you start diluting the sugar. So. Wow. Yeah, so those are the ones I find, they're not really difficult, they're just time consuming. Right. And I've got like, I have like basically four shifts of the same beer, as opposed to normal like two shifts. Okay. So wow. it's kind of a time consuming. But in the end, all be all, it's the right way to do it. And right. that's, that's all that matters. You can't do cut the right corners. Way. Don't ever right. cut corners. Don't cut corners, right. Exactly. So, as far as some of, the, some of the beers, current state, which you're drinking, what are some of your favorite beers that you're drinking right now? Man, I'll always go back to Toast Lager. Toast Lager is my bread and butter. It pays my bills. It is. See, the funny thing is, like, um, Toast Lager, they, they perceive it as a craft lager. It's actually a lager that's meant to a little warmer. So, it's almost like a, like a almost like California Common, almost like kind of a more aggressive version of a lager. There's a little more hop to it. So, and that, that pays my bills. I got mad respect for that. So that's that's huge. It's paying my bills. It's giving my putting a roof over my my family and my yeah. my kids' mouths. That's huge. Yeah. Oatmeal stout always my go-to beer. Um, I've got my rye whites on tap currently. That's our fall uh, brewer stash. That's a, a beer I used to homebrew like 20 some years ago. Wow. It's a rye wheat hefeweizen. This has been in my head for like 20 some years. So it's been kind of cool to get it out in the market. Uh, we just did a pumpkin stout with. Uh, um, 210 pounds of pumpkin puree wow. from a Long Island uh, farm. So we looked towards the island to find local ingredients. It took 500 pounds of pumpkin to make 210 pounds of pumpkin puree. I used 80 pounds in the kettle, 80 pounds in the mash, and then 60 pounds in the fermenter wow. to make this pumpkin stout. It's a pumpkin oatmeal stout. So my theory with that is I wanted to use the oatmeal as almost, almost like a, a version of a pie crust. Something like a, a dark pumpkin pie concept. Yeah. So oatmeal stout being like, the oatmeal being the pie crust and the pumpkin being the pumpkin pie. So it's slightly spiced, very oatmeal, very pumpkin forward, very nice beer. Wow, so, very yeah. cool. So yeah. Very, very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I, we're mad scientists, man. We're just doing Mad scientists, there you go. We got, we got, we got mad beers. It's crazy. So I love it. Mexican lager with, uh, so our Mexican lager is uh, pretty cool because we got agave nectar in there. We got, Guy, uh, actually, we, ze- we, had, we took two shifts of, of brewers to zest limes. So basically, two of our two of our shifts, like eight of our shifts, were guys just zesting limes. Wow. Yeah, Mexican lager. So so it's really bright, very refreshing, and like a really nice beer. So it's pretty fun. It's, yeah. It's good shit. So. That's it's so awesome, cool. Man. That's awesome. You know, I, I love your your enthusiasm and your passion for the craft. Yeah, it man, really just, shines I, I, through, I, I, man. I just, I just, Every word, everything I say, just triggers another thought. Another <laughs> tangent. I go on tangents, you know. My wife always yells at me. She's like, she's like, you were like, 
you will not stop talking. <laughs> you stop talking. Uh, my wife. This is the first one to love me. And she's, oh, <laughs> That's yeah. what she's telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, man, when you love what you do, man, you don't want to ever stop talking thing. about yeah. it. Beautiful it, thing. It, it's hard for brewers, too, because I, like, when I talk about beer, I talk about beer in, uh, in, in my thought process. So I have a hard time of, like, coming down to, like, normal terms. So yeah. I talk about, like, the science behind it. Right. I talk about, I, I go into my, my spiel in my mind where things are, like, where things make sense. Yeah. And they feel like, what? What the fuck are you talking they about? That, they get that, <laughs> that, that blank look on their face, like, uh, uh, no I'm like, oh, sorry. Was I talking too much? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. So, yeah, hey, we so, don't mind, man. No, we, we love it. We love it. We love it, man. That's awesome, man. Oh, that's be, good stuff, man. You got any other you got any questions right now? Oh, no, man, I'm good, man. Thank you for coming on, oh, man. No, I really no, appreciate I, I, all I, the knowledge you I just really dropped on us. It was great. I mean, us talking like this, this, this again, means something. Because why? Because people are out there, like, listening about craft beer, hearing me talk, hearing you guys talk, hearing knowledgeable guys ask good questions about craft beer industry and, like, where we're going. And because we're all in this together. I yeah. Mean, and, and these guys here, this is all my family. I'm not against anyone. If you're making craft beer, if you're making beer at all, fuck, I don't, okay, fuck it, it's out it, okay? If you're making beer at all, domestic, whatever it is, you're still making beer. You're still doing the work, you're still sweating it out, you're still making clean beer. And that's all that matters. I don't care where it comes from, who's making it, what it is. If you're making a viable product that's clean and drinkable, then I, I don't hate you, man. I don't hate anybody. It's yeah. beer. Like, we're all in it for the same reasons, right? Make beer we love, and that beer that, that other people love. We're you know, we're breaking down like barriers. Right, we're beer is love. Together, you know, it, it's, you know, don't judge, don't like, don't hate. If you don't like this beer, it's okay. You don't like that beer. You don't have to like that beer, but don't talk shit about it. Right. Just yeah. try something else, man. You don't, you don't have to talk shit about anybody. We have enough people in the world talking shit. We don't need any more of that. Just enjoy beer, hang out. Fucking relax. Have a good relax time. Have a beer, right? Yeah. Absolutely, man. Is, I know? love it, man. So, man. We need more people like you around, man. Seriously. Absolutely. You know, you know, I, I don't hate anybody, man. I don't. I, you know, I don't. I, Coors, Miller, whatever. They, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they're, making, they're making beer. They're doing work. Those are guys that are fucking killing themselves and doing work. Might not be your beer that I enjoy, sure. but it's okay. I don't have to enjoy it. They're still making beer that someone else enjoys. Right. Yeah. Somebody likes it somewhere. As a craft beer guy, I can still say. That beer is fucking clean. That beer is perfect. To make a light pilsner that has no flaws is fucking amazing. You have no hops, you have no alcohol, you have no way to mask flaws. To make that beer that clean is fucking amazing. Yeah. I don't know if I can do that. That's why I've got hops, that's why I've got alcohol, that's why I have other abilities to mask flavors. That's crazy. That's hard. Yeah. That's hard it, it is. And to make it the exact same way at every plant. Every time. That's right. That's crazy. Yeah. That's what we were saying about Budweiser earlier, you know? I got variables. I got mad variables. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, a, a Budweiser in New York tastes the same as, as, as a Budweiser in New Mexico, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Just... I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, going to get to my craft beer world at all, but I'm going to say I'm giving props and you, respect. You respect the art I of it. Because that's where it started. It started in domestic. And it, Domestics allowed us to be who we are. Without those domestic beers, like coming back and going through prohibition and fighting through it, we could not be here in the craft beer world. So we always have to look back to where we started. And we started with domestic beers. Uh, Pete's Wicked Ale, Budweiser, Coors, you know, Sam Adams. You know, I mean, I, I have mad memories, fond memories of 
drinking Pete's Wicked Ale at Newcastle Brown. You know? Yeah, yeah. Newcastle, Newcastle Brown. Newcastle Brown yeah. at a pool hall. Yeah. He's crushing that shit. It's great. <laughs> Newcastle Brown changed my life. That, that you know, okay, you went from yellow fizzy beer, okay, this beer's got color. What the fuck is this? <laughs> so, that changed my life, and I got respect for that. So, I don't know, man. That was awesome, awesome man. All oh, that so, was great. Thank you for coming on the no, show, no, man. No, we really appreciate no it. It was guys. a pleasure. Thanks, me, so, you know? Thanks so much, man. No, no, again, I, I speak my heart, so I hope I offend anybody. If I no, 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 no. Who gives Not a fuck if you did, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I got broad shoulders. I'm over on Wilson Avenue. Come visit me. I'll talk to you. We'll, Definitely, we'll brother. We're kind of parking lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like men. Yeah, 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 there you yeah, go. There so. you go, man. Good All right, man. Yeah, we're going to come up and visit you. Hopefully, we can do a podcast on there. Yeah, solid, man. All right, brother. Take care. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it, man. All right, awesome, man. Yeah, that was great. That, that was, was great. Blue Point Brewery yeah. in the house. I, I got his talk. Yeah, we gotta do a feature podcast just on you, man. Yeah, yeah no, seriously. To us, you are. I got crazy theories. That's all it is. Uh, hey, I man, live my life in my head. I'm the brewer all the time, so in the brewer house, it's like you got another time, another time, man. Uh, beer is like very rush, so it's like you got. Certain times are really like really like you need to work really hard, and the other times are like downtime. So on that downtime, you sit and you think, okay, okay, what's next? What can I do next? Okay, well, how can I make it better? So there's always that downtime. So I have notebooks. I write down ideas. So I, I, I yes, my wife, I got boxes and boxes of notebooks of like crazy ideas I have in my life. They're, they're really crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's downtime. It's fun, right? Yeah. 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 Keep the mind active, right? Exactly. All right, guys. All right, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, that that was that was very interesting, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a cool guy. He, he definitely, you could tell, definitely. Look at, <laughs> <laughs> he has a blue point he, sticker on his ass. He does. Does definitely. I wa- I, I Very wonder, passionate. That girl didn't leave that in the seat, right? And that just like happened to stick to him because that'd be hilarious. Uh, I have no nah, idea what that girl nah, left nah, in the nah, seat. Nah, that was there the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was. That was really good. Yeah, he really ha- informative. That guy. You could tell very passionate about his beer, very passionate about the craft of beer in general. That's why I wanted to ask him, you know, like, hey, like, kind of walk us through the process because I feel like he loves talking about shit like that so much that he would have kind of just went in and he did. You know, a lot of details, a lot of terminology that I don't think we really ever heard before. Yeah, very very at a a scientific kind of level is how he explained it. You know, it's funny when you you start looking at these guys and, like, the more brewers we talk to and, you know, after Rockaway talking to Flint and... Uh, Yavi, is that his name? Savi. Savi. Um, From Puerto Rico, Rico, the shining star. So, you know, listening to them talk about it, like, you, you respect what they do more 100%. because, you know, they, they really, it, it's, they, they are scientists for beer when you really like think you said, about mad it. scientists in yeah, a way. They really are. And, and it's so cool just to listen to and just to, you know, hear what, what it's like and, you know, what, what their days are like every day. Yeah, oh, shout out to the to the females in this place today, by the way. A lot way. of thoroughbreds. Oh, my God, man. Like, I thought it was good earlier. Belmont. It just got much better. She had hair like the horse's, horse's head. head. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, like, dude, what these guys do every day is just it's, it's phenomenal. And, you know, I mean, fucking hopefully one day, you know, we can end up doing something like that. We got a long way to go. And you know how um, you know everyone, like, loves what they do because everyone's like, not everyone, but a lot of these people are saying, look, we took pay cuts to do this. And, right. you know, and we, we love what we do. We're not yeah. making as much, but it goes to show you, it's not all about money. Obviously, everyone wants to make a lot of money. Right. But when you're truly passionate about something and you and day in and day out, everyone has their hard days, no matter what you do. You know, like everyone has those rough spots, but. Quit his fucking job. You yeah. Know? 
And he wasn't the only one. The other guy from Long Island, right. too. He quit his job, thing. too. And all to follow their passion. And right. that, to me, is a beautiful fucking thing. That's a beautiful, you know, beautiful and, thing. And we talk about this shit all the time. You know, um, you know, are, are, are we really doing what we want to do right now? No, we're not. I mean, except for literally right this second. Right the second we are. This is awesome. This is know? awesome. If we and could this do this every small, fucking day. It's a big part of a bigger plan, right. what we're doing here. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, you know, nobody really knows what, what, you know, we have in mind and what we really want to do, you know, except for us. Uh, but, you know, this is just the beginning. Oh, know? yeah. Oh, yeah. The beginning so, of many good things from here. Exactly. So, um, we got Scott coming over again. Uh, nope. Uh, side note. Wait. I, I love the face he makes when he, when he gets someone talking in his ear. Yeah. He, like, just it, pauses and, like... He, he looks like he's protecting the president with yeah, his little yeah, earpiece yeah, yeah. in. It's hilarious. He's, like, Secret Service agent walking like around this place. There he, right. is. there he is. Where's Hillary's emails? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, I, yeah, so, Mark, if, if it takes money for you to bring us more beer, I'll give you money. Just keep bringing he us will. beer. He will. I'll give you fucking $20 right now. Just keep bringing me beer nonstop. I'm, I'm not, you think I'm kidding? You're like my, my beer whore. Get it writing, Mark. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Awesome. You want to sit down? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, Jim's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, no, he was, he was great, man. He's got passion. He's got personality. Smart guy. Yeah, yeah, he really knows his shit well. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, loves, he loves the craft so much. I mean, it's, it was That's great. That's why I wanted to get him over here. Yeah, great no, he, he, was, he was great. He's a Both good of them dude. were. Everybody given us so far has been I awesome, man. I can't believe you didn't ask Greg about them. I know, I know. We got to get him we back. We fucking forgot. We, well, maybe you g g give us a glimpse. Well, first, introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, uh, I am Scott Plug. I am the sales and marketing director for Starfish Junction, who puts on the festival. Awesome. 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 So, uh, yeah. So we, we, of course, drank too much and forgot to ask the question. But <laughs> so, so tell us about the Platoid story. That from, so, uh, yeah, that, so the, we'll, we'll keep names out of the uh, sure. equation to, to protect the innocent. But... Uh, yeah, so sometimes in between there's an hour and a half break, and Platt Deutsch is a great restaurant that's bought local. And guys will tend to go there and have some food, and if you know Maddie who runs the place, it'll uh, he might give you a, you know some couple shots and sure. some fun stuff. And as the beer industry tends, sometimes you do get out of control. <laughs> <laughs> so one day we all piled into Greg's car. I think there were six of us, and coming back in Belmont, as you guys have seen, is just this big, huge place. Yeah. And Greg made a turn coming from Platte Deutsch. He made the first turn instead of the second turn. And the first turn puts you on the far end of the track. Oh, shit. So as you're driving through, there is an opening to get onto the track because, <laughs> God forbid, a horse gets hurt or something like that. They bring an ambulance. Right, yeah. There. Greg didn't realize that he was about to get onto the track. <laughs> oh, no. Until he was virtually on, on the track. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God somebody in the car kind of woke up, and I'm cleaning this story up a lot. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Thank God somebody in the car woke up and was like, what are you doing, dude? You, know, you can't. And he's like, the, track. the building's right there. And I'm like, no, you cannot go there. Wow. So, yeah, and, and like I they said, it's so in private, it's a much funnier story. Oh, no, so we could do that off air. <laughs> yes. Definitely, absolutely. definitely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, tell us about any uh, other events you got coming up. So we do, yeah, we, we do a number of events every year. The next event that we have coming up is Valley Forge, another great beer expo in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. That is on December 3rd. Okay. Uh, it's a Saturday, just very similar to this show, obviously a different venue, but similar to this show, two sessions. Uh, 
right after that, we go to BeerCon, which is in Connecticut, which is really cool. It's on a hockey rink. Really? So, yeah, so we're actually on the hockey rink. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's uh, Webster Bank Arena where the yeah, yeah. farm team plays. So pretty cool. Um, wow. That's, that's a real cool setup. And then we go from there. We travel to, we have a couple things in between. We do a lot for the New York State Brewers Association. So we're traveling up and we run their beer festival up in Syracuse. So okay. we run that one on November 19th. So that's really my Oh, that's that's coming thing. up. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Up quick. And then uh, it kind of shuts down the year a little bit. After that? We pick right up right after Super Bowl and start. Actually, day before Super Bowl, we do the Meadowlands. Okay. And then we go right back into full swing again. Wow. Beer festival after beer. Festival. Yeah, yeah. You got I a busy it. schedule. I love it, yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's fun. And we're trying to make them not necessarily bigger, but better. Right, right. You know, specialty beers, and you guys see what's going on here with, with the layout of everything. And yeah. We want each brewery to be able to tell a story. Don't be the guy at the six-foot table just pouring your beer. Right. Have your tent. Have your brewers here. Let them, you know, you guys, you're interviewing brewers. Yeah. Those are the people you want to talk to. As right. You know, drinker. instead of just having some, you know, some guy who knows no shit about craft beer standing there just pouring your beer. Yeah. Oh, what's in that? I, I don't fucking know. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, because people who come here, they, they, they obviously, you're, you're coming here. You have questions about the beer you're drinking. Most right. people, anyway. You know, like we went to the New York City Craft Beer Festival in uh, the Lexington Armory. Okay. Um, yeah. And honestly, man, like half the fucking guys had no idea about any of the stuff they were serving. They had one guy that was running between three different places serving, and I'm like, you know, yeah. it, was, it was nice that, that they were there, but it's like, you know, if you're going to really put your product out there, like have somebody there representing it. Have know? people who truly care about it exactly. doing it. And, and it's, it's, to me, that's what's gotten lost in everybody having a beer festival. Yeah. You know, every, everybody's doing them. Some people are doing them to make money, and obviously, yes, we are a for-profit company. I'm not right. idea, but... I want, you know, you, you see the specialty stories that we're telling Long Island has their Pintwood race. Um, they bring the Pintwood track, they turn people onto it, and it's cool. And it's yeah. a bunch of adults drinking beer rooting on Pintwood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it's really become, you know, a lot of these guys have become my family. You, know, these, you must do a lot of events with them, right? You must see tons, these guys like crazy. Tons. Tons. Now, do a lot of them come up to, like, beer con and stuff like that? or um, The guys that do sell in Connecticut will come up. Okay. Um, other than that, we do we con wherever we go, we do try to concentrate locally, right? Because there's there's stories to be told. There's you know there there's a that's your local brewer and maybe you know him and maybe you go hang out with a guy on the weekend and that's that's a story that you want to hear. And right. You want to hear the story about Greg almost yeah. driving <laughs> onto the track? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, what's uh, what's one of your favorite beers right now? It's it's, it's tough to say. I'm a, I'm it's a, a loaded huge question. Fan of, I know it's. It is a loaded question. I'm gonna get in trouble when I answer that. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of all the Ballast Point stuff. Um, you know, and I could go. I could literally probably find something from every brewery that I like because I'm I'm all over the map when it comes to beer. I'm a huge fan of all the locals you know, from from you know Big Alice that's here, Long Island that's here. Mostly for me, it's fresh. You know, you go in, you get to talk to Greg, you get to talk to Kyle, you're yeah. hanging out with the guy that made the beer. Right. And it's it, and everybody's coming out with new styles. I'm a, I'm a big hop head, but okay. they're chocolate porter. Well, right. Chocolate yeah. Great, I'm a hop. I'm the guy. same way. Same way. That's why I'm. You I know that that the mango e even keel. Oh my god. Love that. Beer. Oh, that was oh yeah, so that was a great session. That yeah, was yeah. one of the beers. I'm like Beach Club that we go to out east. I live out east, and Beach Club we go to uh, probably like a 12 pack even keel. 
like crushed real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this beer is so easy to drink. Yeah. yeah. But such a good beer. It right. is. So fl- it's so flavorful. I mean, yeah. the mango really comes through. Exactly. And it's very drinkable. You could drink, you could, like you said, you could crush a fucking 12 pack of those and you're still going. Right. You know? I did not drive home. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no. <laughs> oh, I, I never do either. Yeah. No, never. 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 No, but that, that's, and that's, that's the part of this business that, like, for me, you know, a lot of people shit on the fact that, oh, Ballast Point sold out for a billion dollars, and Anheuser-Busch owns Goose Island. I look at it from the opposite side, especially from a beer guy. It's, so now Ballast Point has a billion dollars to better their craft. Right. Now Ballast has a billion dollars to invest in equipment. You know, when Anheuser-Busch bought Blue Point, their beer, it's the same beer, a lot more consistent now. Mm-hmm. It's the same beer yeah. we all drank. The guys like Jim that grew up in the brewery still work there. And all they did was make it better. That's it. They made yeah. it better. So, so listen, you don't have to drink Bud and Bud Light, but you don't have to shit on it because there's a million people that are drinking it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. There's a beer for everybody. Exactly. And but that's this explains it. You know, it's it is a pretty eclectic crowd here. And, and to be honest, the, really the, the breweries that get bought out. So I mean, if they're left. For the most part, intact. It's just like you, like we were just saying. It's just going to benefit them, yeah. and it's going to benefit the drinkers too. Right. It benefits the drinkers, and and at its bottom line, it's the American dream. Yeah. Two guys build a brewery, sell it for a few million bucks, and right off. And the rest is history. That's pretty good. Hey, man. Oh man, that is a Ho- dream. Hopefully, one day that, one, that that's, yeah, that's the plan. Eventually, we'll see what happens. There you go. I mean, that's you, you can't ask them more. You know, maybe next year uh, you'll be featuring something that we have. All about it. Man. Yeah, or if I'm not, we'll be doing on. another podcast. We'll do here podcast. With you. Either way, well, you guys yeah. saw we do the we do the, the homebrew clubs, and yeah. those guys are bringing their own beer, and they make some solid, solid beers. I don't know if you had a chance to get over there. You uh, had uh, the mango. We had the mango IPA. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was good. They, they've switched between two sections, so they have a whole other set of beers. Okay. Get okay. out of here, really? So we, yeah, so we, we got to go yeah. back yeah. over yeah, there. Then I didn't know that. Brought sixteen beers, and they're doing eight. Holy smokes! Another eight. Because there's like thirty people in their club. We usually, at most festivals, we have them, which is homebrews and hand grenades. And we have uh, Long Island Beer and Malt Enthusiasts. They couldn't make that a prior event, and they're getting up to their contest. So a lot of guys couldn't make it. But I think Long Island Beer and Malt is 400 people strong. Wow, so wow. It's a lot of people, and they're making it's a lot. good beer. Yeah. Hopefully these guys own breweries someday. Yeah. Go hang out at them. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely, wow. So, like, so what do you? So, what are the events like this? What do they mean for for? for obviously, you, you work in these events, but what is it really like? What's the culture behind these events? Like, what are you guys really trying to do for the community okay. and everything? So, like I said, me being a beer guy, Andy and I are very. We love the beer business. I worked in it for years. I, I still consider myself in it. Right. Like I said, these guys are my friends and family. I work with them still. But the, the, really, what we want to do is have these breweries. Like I said, about that six foot table. Tell a story, man. I'll give you the space. Bring your tent and, and you know, make a story out of it. Like make it make it bigger, make it badder, showcase some events that you do, things yeah. like that. We want we want a lot of breweries they make great beer, but that's not good enough anymore. Right. You know, yes. you, you gotta get people there. there you gotta to connect with people. To get them there. This is the way to get people. You know that somebody may not know who Big Alice is and all of a sudden go, holy shit, I live around the corner from that. Place. Right. Yeah. It's you know, Greg is still amazed at the amount of people that say, you guys are where? Riverhead? Never heard of you. And they've been in business for six years. Wow. Yes. You know, we got to get that out to the general public. Right. And that's what you guys are doing. You guys are doing a fantastic job Absolutely. Here. It's a great event. I mean, we're glad that we could be a part of it. Glad to have you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, man. You know, hopefully, we, this is just the beginning, and we could do some more events with you and, you know, 
You can travel with me 48 weeks a year if you want. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> hey, let's go. Let's, let's hey. do it. You know, just come in a little bit. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> well, it's good when we do, like, like we go to, I enjoy, like, Valley Forge for me. Like this, I finish this, I go home. Yeah. Valley Forge, we get a hotel room, so as a group, we kind of all go out afterwards. And yeah, oh, that's cool. You work a long day, so then you go out and you cut loose a little bit, and you all see right. the other side of the people you work with. You got to work hard, but yeah. you, know, you party a little harder. It's yeah, a good, uh, good bonding hard. experience. But it's good. It's, you know, it's a great event, great venue. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything about this is awesome. And, and you, were, you were right. Uh, I think it was you was telling us earlier, you know, like, the crowd changes a little bit. Yeah. For the, a little bit of a different crowd, For, yeah. for the night, the night, and... Uh, you know, first thing we kick off, and these two drunk girls just come over and just yeah. jump right on the podcast, and we're like, "All right, so yeah. it's going to be this kind of night." Yeah. So <laughs> people, people treat this, from what I've seen through the years, they treat it two ways. It's a fifty-dollar ticket, so hey, it's cheaper than going to the bar. Right. Go yep. there, get shit bag, and go home. Right. Right. Some people will pregame, and then they're going yeah. out afterwards. Right. Done here at eight thirty. Yeah. No, th this girl apparently drank a baby bottle full of Hennessy, Hennessy. before she came. Had a baby here. shower, oh, and then came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classy girl, though. I liked her. Yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you bring home to mom. Yeah. Exactly. We gave her a business card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So um, who else do you have coming on today? Uh, I am going. I got to grab somebody to pour for him, but I want to bring Ryan Niebuhr from Anderson Valley. Okay. Okay. Who is, uh, we call him Big R. Big R. Ryan is the probably the most knowledgeable beer guy I know. Oh, wow. wow. Really? Probably the second smartest behind myself. <laughs> well, maybe third or fourth most handsome. All right. Okay. But he's, you know, he's, he's like a triple threat. He's up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guy's so, dangerous. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll run. I'll go grab him. I'll shoot him over here. I'll get somebody to pour for him. Yeah. You guys will enjoy Big R. Fantastic. Awesome. Right, Thank you so much for having Thanks, us, like I Thanks, said. Thanks, You got it, man. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, man. All right. That was, uh, that was Scott from... Um, I, I lost my paper, but uh, um, Starfish Productions. There you go. I, I almost said Starship. Starship uh, Troopers. Starship Troopers. Yes. Uh, hey now, who's that? Who's that? Let me see that. I thought that was the girl that was just sitting here. <laughs> is that is that your friend, Mark? Nice. Yeah. She's sure. a classy girl. That's a classy girl. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. thoroughbred, Mark. That, We're here at Belmont. That, that that's definitely one you, historic you, racetrack. <laughs> that's one you bring home to mom. No. No, no offense. You don't, you don't bring her home to mom. She's a whore. <laughs> oh, man. We are uh, having a good time here. Yes, we are. Beard today. Beard, Beard tomorrow. tomorrow. .com. <laughs> having a good time here, man. I mean, it, you know, the last couple of interviews, I mean, all the interviews today I enjoyed, they were all good. But these last couple of guys, Scott included, I, I love what it's all about. All these guys, the way they're talking about each other, if you notice, the consistent theme is just, you know, family, friends, right. it's a group. I mean, it's really like it's a community. Camaraderie, like it, yes, exactly. And it's like it, it's really, honestly, the more and more and more you're here and you're involved with it, it's it's infectious. You know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's funny because honestly, little by little, we're getting more involved in it. You know, I mean, you know, we come here. I mean, you know, Rockaway's here, but we don't know anybody there. But you got, you know, Kyle from Big Alice here, who, honestly, I think everywhere we've we've been around, you know, we keep running into him somewhere. Um, you know, we had him on the show in the beginning, and you know he was on with us again. And you know, Kyle's now, everywhere. Yeah, now you know we, we're meeting all these other new, all these other guys, and you know, who knows? In you know a couple months, we were at another show at another event, or maybe, you know, we'll start doing podcasts at their breweries. Or, and who knows? Uh, and after that, we may even be doing tap takeovers with them. Exactly. Even though I don't think they're gonna allow us to do that, but, um, <laughs> but you know, like you know, all, all of this, you know, we're, we're we're becoming a part of of this craft beer movement. Um, you know, where, you know, people are starting to know who we are. You know, this guy early was like, 
the photographer, you know, said, uh, you know, hey, don't you guys follow me too? And you're like, oh shit, yeah, oh, you're, you're this guy, you know, the guy, the photographer earlier. So that was the name's, the name's getting out a little bit, you yeah. know, Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow is spreading a little bit, you know. Uh, more and more, we got a long way to go. We made a good start. Right, you know, places like this, you know, are going to get our name out there. You know, hopefully people are walking by, and uh, Mark's really excited about something. Mark's very excited. Mark, you, you want to tell us what you, because we hear you in the background fucking hopping up and down like a chipmunk. What's going on, man? Uh, Talking to the mic, buddy. I kind of saw some, some sneakers that came out. It just came out, um, a special edition. Which Adidas, ones? Uh, some Adidas just came out on Ultra Butter. Ultra Butter? Ultra Butter, that's the... Oh, Ultra Butter. Yeah. Nice. Came out, it's only local. I'm looking at your screen and it's blank. It's so are you lying? It's loaded. That's what's going on. I think he was just looking at some naked pictures. Yeah, Mark's on IG looking at naked oh chicks. He's, that's he, all good, though. He, he looks very nervous right now. That he not, does. Not, we put him he on does. the spot. Now his wide angle lens is retracting. It's shrinking. Don't worry. Nobody's recording this. Remember, you're the guy no, with the no. camera. We're not going to mail this to your parents. Don't worry about it. Not at all. Not it's until not like it's on the web at www.beardtoday.beardtomorrow.com. It's not like you can find a link on IG, Twitter, or Facebook. No, not at all. You'll never see any of this or hear about it. So, uh, so he's he's waiting on uh, on finding someone to cover him. Special edition, man. You in these shoes, bro? Are you are you really like one of these guys that that um, buys these sneakers and see? I don't I don't see what's so special about that. And how much are they gonna cost you? Like two hundred dollars? No, one hundred and ten dollars. That's that's okay, I guess. And then now and then people buy these and then and then. And then you sell them after. Reason why? I, it's a special edition. Right. It's a limited edition. Sorry. Right. There's a kid at my job that does that. He'll buy sneakers. You know, he'll spend like a couple hundred dollars on sneakers, and then he'll flip them. You know, a few months later, and get like eight hundred dollars, a thousand dollars sometimes what? off of sneakers. Yeah. Yeah, like Alex, he bought like a whole bunch of like a whole bunch of Adidas that right that are completely rare. He bought them. He spent about like at least a hundred bucks. Now, if you look at look at them now. They're worth 200, 300 bucks. Right. I mean, he, they never been worn, though. They stay in the box and just, all that. No, he, he wears them, of course. He wears them, he, especially, he, he, now they came out with a new, like, a whole new chemical that they spray and to help your shoes not get dirty at all. Really? Yeah, so he wears them out. He even goes, he, it's crazy. Some people, like, they look at him wearing his rare-ass kicks in the middle of the rain. He, like, he doesn't give a shit. Wow. Honestly, I wonder I've how seen I, it. He, he bought this spray and literally he sprayed two shoes and he'd, he'd pour water and the water would not sink through, but it'll just like run off of it. Run off. That's like, pretty wow. cool. I need that because I always fuck up my sneakers. And I, I, I always my sneakers up almost instantly. That's I, why <laughs> right. Amazon.com, buddy. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, I know. I always have white sneakers and that's what always happens. But so um, I need to get these sneakers so bad. You know what you need to get? Out of the seat. And, and beer. beer. What did you bring last time? What was that? Twin Fork. That's what that was, really? Uh, go, go to the... Can, can you go around uh, the corner to a Tweaking Frog? Yeah. Uh, well, no, just, well, just get beer for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And give them Yes. I love the way you think. I, I, all in all, I think this was for Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. This was a positive event. Oh, definitely. Uh, I had a good time, 100%. man. How about you? No, don't, man, I love this place. I mean... You know, first of all, like this was probably the best spot we could have picked. Um, you know, I mean, you got a couple of good places next to us. You know, you got um, the main entrance right in front, so you get to see all the people. You know, getting to see like just their faces as they walk in. Like you saw that that main rush when they opened the gates for that second session. Like, like we were saying before, it's a, it was a bunch of like like 
savage zombies. Yeah. But they weren't after brains or after beer. It was like a horde. It was awesome. It was. You know, and and uh, and like I said, like. Oh wait, Mark. Wait, wait. Speak, speak into the speak into the mic. Tell us what you brought us, Mark. All right, guys. I got you two different beers. Yes. This is um, a twerking blonde ale. Nice. Oh, I like twerking blondes. And hey, oh, I love twerking blondes. <laughs> and this is a, a double IPA. Yes. Yes. So All right. That's what's what's called. it called? Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. Right. I'm gonna try that double one. IPA. All right. You and try the other one. I'll try the twerking blonde. blonde ale. This is from Tweaking Frog Brewing Company. I believe they're a new-ish Long Island Brewing Company. Yeah. It's not bad. So how do you like it, guys? That's pretty good. The Twerking Blonde's not bad. That's interesting. The IPA's got got a nice little kick to it at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Don't hoard that, you bastard. (laughs) All right, so we're switching. Now I got the uh, the IPA or double IPA? Double IPA. Double IPA. I think. This reminds me of something else. Also, this isn't bad. Um, I like the w, the double IPA better though. That was definitely nice. What do you think? Uh, I like them. I like them both. But yeah, if I had to choose between the two, uh, I would choose the uh, double. I would choose you, the double. You notice this kid's I think got a that bib. guy's wearing a baby bib. He yes. is wearing a bib. Yep, he is. He is. Return of the Mac. So guys, how are we doing? How's everybody doing? I'm doing fantastic. I need, I need more beer in my life. I need more beer in my life as well. Hey. Oh, let's go. We got more than a minute for you. <laughs> How you How doing, much? How are you, sir? I'm Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Good to see you, man. Likewise. We met you earlier. We came by. I know. You, you were at the booth. I said to Scotty, I said, oh, these guys came by and tried my beer. Yeah, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, no, it yeah. was good, man. I mean, there was, remember, there was so much going on in there. Uh, you want to actually talk? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, why aren't you recording? Oh, that was great. Um, there's a lot going on in that beer. I, I, I really like it. I mean, uh, you want to talk about that? Well, you guys at the booth, what'd you like? What'd you try? You tried the Pinchy Jeep Bar, didn't you? Yes, we did. Yeah, so that's our wild turkey series. Yeah. You know, one of the things that's really cool about my particular brewery, Anderson Valley, we're the only brewery in America right now that have an exclusive partnership with a major distillery. That's something I love talking about because right. it's really important to what's going on in the beer industry right now. People are struggling to get bourbon barrels all the time. And they're going through brokers. These brokers are making a lot of money on selling breweries, the, the barrels that the distilleries sell to them, right? Yeah. The middlemen, which is fine. I have absolutely zero issue with that whatsoever. That's great. Right. It helps brewers to get barrels. What I'm pointing out here is the fact that we have an exclusive partnership with Wild Turkey. We get the barrels directly from the distillery. Wow. And we're the only brewery in America to do this type of partnership, so we're really psyched about it. That's pretty cool. We also have, if you guys saw my tap handle, or you saw the picture I have on the table of the 22-ounce bottle that we have in that picture, it has the Wild Turkey logo right on our logo. So we also use it as a marketing ploy, too, which is good for Wild Turkey and good for us. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm really psyched about our Wild Turkey Series. It's something that we started doing about five and a half, five and a half, six years ago. Um, it's just been a huge plus for us. I mean, so do you guys brew other types? Of course, with yeah. That? So we okay. have our pinchy jeep barrel is our kind of fall seasonal, if you will. Our pumpkin ale that we age six months in wild turkey bourbon barrels, wild turkey 81 barrels. We also do a year-round stout called our wild turkey bourbon barrel stout. It's kind of our flagship wild turkey beer, if you will. That sounds really and good, And it actually. is. It's freaking delicious. Yeah. So we, we take our, our oatmeal stout, which is currently 100 rated by the Beer Advocate Boys, called our Barney Flats Oatmeal Stout. Oh, wow. And we age that for three months in 
first use wild turkey bird barrels. Then we age another fresh batch in second use wild turkey bird barrels, and we blend them for production. Wow. The reason we do that is because you don't get max bourbon note, nor do you get max wood note, you get a blend of the two. And for a year round bourbon barrel aged beer, that's exactly what you want. It's also 6.9% alcohol, so something yeah. people can have more than one of yeah. throughout yeah. the year. It's freaking awesome. Wow. It's, so, how did that relationship start with, uh, with that? Uh, Wild Turkey? How did that relationship uh, start? Well, luckily for us, our owner had a pre-existing relationship with their parent company. Yeah. And um, he was able to work it out. He, you know, he knew that this industry was going in that direction. You know, and, and rightfully so, you point to people like Goose Island. Goose Island's been burning barrel aging beers for 20 years. Wow. God yeah. bless them. They're, you know, they still do a phenomenal job. I uh, point to Allagash. They're Curio. They've been aging in Jim Beam barrels for a number of years now. And our owner, Trey White, a brilliant, brilliant businessman, said, hey, listen, Wild Turkey, I'm a big fan of yours. We would love to see if we can get a partnership going for both bourbon barrel aging and marketing and sales to kind of cross-promote your brand and our brand and also bourbon barrel age our beers. Wow. So we've grown exponentially with the program over the last five years or so. And wow. it's been a huge hit. Yeah. That's awesome. But it's, I mean, it's only one aspect of what we do, but it's a cool aspect of what the industry yeah. is doing. You know, the industry itself is going in that direction. So we're kind of ahead of the curve, you know? Awesome, man. What do you got there, buddy? Uh, Greenport. Greenport? Yeah. Okay. Ah, phenomenal local brand, guys. So where, uh, where are you guys located? Uh, Mendocino County, Northern California. Wow. So we're, um, if you, if you have San Francisco here, right? Go up the coast, uh, two plus hours. Mendocino, about 11 miles from the coast. Uh, beautiful high mountain valley, surrounded by redwoods on one side and gnarled oaks on the other. We're right on the uh, Redwoods Highway in Northern California. It is a beautiful, beautiful scene. Sounds like it. And one of the tough parts about translating where we're from to people who've never been out there is the visual. It is so visually stunning out there. Just gorgeous, gorgeous area. We're about an hour northwest of Napa. Okay. Oh, wow. So you got San Francisco, Napa, and us. How'd you get involved with them? I've been doing beer for over 20 years. Um, the gentleman who was my boss until recently, I knew from a prior job, and they were looking for somebody to take over the North, well, to, to run for the first time a Northeast position for the brewery. And since I had a pre existing relationship with him, it was kind of an easy transition for him to say, yeah, I trust you, you know, go run the territory. Wow. wow. So I started running uh, Maryland to Massachusetts. I now just do New Jersey to Massachusetts. Wow. Just. Just. just there, that's right? it, huh? So what's the, from your day-to-day -day work that you do, what's the best thing about what you do? Hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Talking shop. <laughs> I mean it, man. It keeps me sharp. You know? <laughs> um, no, it's really talking up the brand. Yeah. You know, I, I sales is, I don't know, one part... You know, one part schmooze and, and one sure. part relationship and one part phenomenal product. Yeah. But it's the art of wrapping that all into one aspect and present that to somebody, which I really dig. I, just, I, I love being in front of people. You remember Tom Cruise in uh, the Hell's a Movie, uh, Show Me the Money and all that? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah. But, so he says, you know, the art of the deal, right? the art of the living room deal, he's in the middle of the room, he loves talking to people. I love that. I love just hanging out, talking to people. Yeah. Because beer is a social product you know right and if it wasn't for beer we wouldn't have civilization as we know it so i'm a big history guy i love history yep. the history of beer is phenomenal and it really speaks to 
how our civilization has evolved through this particular product. You can point to wine too, yes, but beer is more of a social thing. Right. You know, the words public house really built themselves around the aspect of serving beer. People would come to the public house, they would gather from their village or their you know, different town and sit at the public house and talk about politics, religion, life, family, jobs, sex, whatever. Yeah, everything. right, all over a beer. All over beer. You know I mean? And that still exists today, and I kind of love perpetuating that in the different places I deal with, you know, or turning people on at the store level to selling my beer and knowing that somebody's gonna go home and have one of my products over their dinner with their family or their friends or their girlfriend, their boyfriend, whatever. Right. You know, one of the things that's interesting that a lot of the people we've been talking to today, that, that like the, the communal community aspect has been a very common theme. Is everyone here, like they when they refer to each other, they're talking about, they refer to people as, as family, friends, and it's kind of a beautiful thing to see how like everyone is so kind of melded together all under this love for craft beer. Yeah, like how beer brings everything together. That is us. craft beer. Yeah, that's that, what that craft beer is about. Beer. We're a community. You know, yeah, we're all fighting for shelf space, yeah, we're all fighting for tap space, but at the end of the day, we're all community. I mean, I look at the owner of Long Island, Greg. Yeah. Very close friend of mine. I love the guy, I love his family. You know, I'm not I'm not going out there and actively saying, take down his line for my line. We don't, we don't tend all to right. do that. You guys want to share space. Some people do, but you know, there's room for everybody out there. Right. You, know, yeah. you look at the amount of wine uh, that's being sold yeah. out there, and the amount of variety out there in the wine world, we're, we're not even touching that yet. Right, yeah. Craft beer. We're not even touching that yet. There's freaking wines all over the place. You know? All over, yeah. And they survived quite well. We can all survive quite well and still do it in a very communal aspect. You know, I'm the one, I don't even want to say knock because I don't I don't like to knock the big guys. They're, they're, they're doing their thing and their thing is what they are good at. Right? Right. Yeah. But they're very, you know, exclusive. Ex excluding people. Right. As far as this is our brand, if you're not with us, get the hell out. We're gonna mow right, you know, right over you. And yeah. Leave you in our dust, so to speak. Craft beer is very inclusive. Yes. And watching over the last 20 plus years, grow and grow and grow and grow and grow to what it is today. I mean, 20 years ago we had less than 300 breweries. Right. It's all it's close to 5,000 now. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now wow. breweries, brew pubs, the whole nine. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. But when, when it comes to this industry, there's still very much that inclusive aspect of it, you know? And it's just one more part of what we do. I'll, I'll go out and sell a beer in Manhattan and run into 10 different you know, brewery representatives, whether it be a, a street sales rep or a sales manager like myself or an owner or whatever. And everybody's always handshakes and hugs. And, How are your kids? How's your girlfriend? How's your dog? There's no animosity yeah. there. There's no, none of that yeah. shit. Hey, what are you doing now? What next beer are you coming out with? What style's hot? No. What'd you, what'd you do to tweak your IPA? What kind of new hops are you using? Right. You know? That's inclusive. Right. Exclusive is, there's the bug guy, there's the miller guy, you know, F him, you know, push the shit out. Right. Knock the stack down, take the signage down. They do that, and that's tough. That is tough, man, that is tough. Uh, you know, that's why we, we love what we do too, you know I mean, you know, coming here, yeah. talking to guys like you, yeah. who are passionate, who really care about the craft beer community, and you know, even just welcoming, um, welcoming us into this yeah. and even you know finding time to sit with us and talk to you us you guys came to the table man you get you know a similar experience that anybody else is going to get which is hey come on in check out the Ennis Valley experience but that can be said for Greenport Harbor you know Long Island Great South Bay any of the you know great local brands we have here on Long Island yeah you know, we're, we're a national brand we're out of Northern California we're not local I always say to people I'm a local guy I live in Long Island right, right. you want to support local support a local guy 
Right, right, right. Exactly. You make some point too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is it is a great community out here, and it's you know I do a lot of traveling for what I do, and each area has got its own good little communities. Long Island's got a very very strong community, yeah. and I've partnered with Starfish Junction, the people who put this on. Yep. Since their very inception. Wow. I wow. did the very first beer fest with Andy and Linda. Love those guys. Really do. I'm so proud of what they've done over the last decade, but they have helped build up a really good community of beer aficionados, uh, beer festival attendees, people who represent breweries have all gotten behind them for the most part, you know what I mean? And it, it's a really good thing to see. You know? yeah. So you guys here today, you're bringing another aspect of why this community is so cool. I appreciate that. You guys, you want to talk beer, better be careful. I'm going to sit here for like three hours just hey man. on. Hey Wait, man. what time is this thing over? Yeah, we, we got plenty of time. Yeah, plenty of time. time. I, I do have a booth to run. Uh, <laughs> maybe we can move the podcast down. Uh, no, we'll we'll just pick the table up. We'll walk I, I, I got somebody man in the booth for me. It's okay. Over, you know? I mean, listen, as long as we got a beer, I, I, we can I talk to you all day. I know. What happened? I know. I'm not drinking tonight. Oh, okay. No, he's not drinking yet. I'm not drinking tonight. <laughs> oh, okay. At this festival. At this current. festival, right. <laughs> I have learned my lesson over the years. You just don't drink. If you work in the festivals, you don't drink at them. From mine standpoint. Right. From your standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I've watched so many people just get banged up over the years. You know? Really? People lose their jobs because they got really hammered at the festivals. Wow. 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 Yeah, you, you got to... You gotta walk that. If you're gonna drink, you have to walk that fine line. I mean, it's gotta be. You get a DB leaving a beer fest. Right. Oh my yeah, god. That would yeah. Be, yeah. That'd be awful. <laughs> no, but we, no. Uber. We Ubered it. Uber. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we Ubered it. We, 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 don't, we don't play we that fucking it. game, yeah, man. Yeah. I can't. I'll, I'll get fired from my job if I get a fucking DB. So. Uh, um, ditto. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know. But um. No, yeah, but I told you, I live in Long Island, but I live an hour east of here. Uh, oh, you got a long shit, ride from yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, it's a long. All right, all right. You don't want to drive like that, man. No. Never. But it's interesting what you're saying about craft beer so inclusive, being so inclusive. And it's right. I mean, even when you go out east, you know, Riverhead, all that area, and all those different wineries. And that's just a small microcosm of, of wines because that's just huge. And, I mean, you go down the line, you could have 10 breweries here that made, for example, 10 IPAs. Each one of those, you'll pick up different notes. Absolutely. There's different complexities to them. And it's like... It, it, it doesn't one doesn't have to negate or replace the other it's just here's another style of beer that another brewery is making and it could all kind of live in harmony so to speak yeah. and that that's really um, that's an awesome it's an awesome thing because because really in the craft beer community it, it's really like feeling like you're part of a community yeah. and um, it, you know it's a shame if people are hating on other brands whatever I mean you can, if someone pours their passion to into it and they're they're you know hundred percent pouring themselves into it to, uh, um, it's an awesome thing. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful thing from my perspective, anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, and it really is. You know, it's very different from other industries out there. Yeah. Also very similar to some other industries. But your, your example, the IPA, is a great example. There are so many IPAs. The, the number one craft style in the world right now. Yeah. Right? It's freaking huge. And the IPA category. And I know I'm on radio, but I'm gonna stretch my arms out here. Is like this, you know. It's yeah. freaking yeah. outrageously so many different things you can do with diverse, it. you know. You got really hoppy IPAs, really yeah. aromatic-driven IPAs, bitter IPAs, session IPAs, white IPAs, black IPAs. I can go on and on. Belgian IPAs. <coughs> and the beautiful thing about the, what you were talking about with the IPAs is that you know, Greenbrook Harvey we bring one IPA, which they do brew a very good one, you know. Yep. And Long Island, who also brews a very good one, are brewing a di totally different one there separated by 35 some odd miles apart you know what i mean yeah and they are two separately different ips you right. know what i mean yeah. 
and they both pull off the shelves, which is really nice. So that means the consumer is looking for that diversity in the IPA. Yeah. Um, the other point there, I, I agree. I never shit on another brewery, the representative of a brewery, owner of a brewery. I never want to do that <laughs> because I learned my lesson doing that one time. <laughs> I got kicked out of a bar for doing that. Really? Really? Many years ago, many years ago. Hey, listen, life's full of lessons, right? Right. You live and you uh, learn. I, and I'll tell you what, I was, I was shitting on Bass. And I was shitting on Bass, not because I didn't think Bass was a good beer, but because I was such a big fan of Bass growing up. Um, I think I'm a little older than you guys. I'm 40. So. Uh, I remember when Bass was being independently brewed. And they did, in fact, it's true, they did change the recipe. They, yeah. I changed it to cut costs and to make it more cost effective for Anheuser-Busch. It's fine, whatever, you know, do what you do. But I unwisely was shitting on the product that the beer buyer and the manager of the bar I was in happened to be her favorite beer. Oh, oh no. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I learned my lesson, but it's true. I've seen too many people, and I was young at the time, many years ago, like I said. Um, but I've seen too many people do that, and it shouldn't be done in this industry. There's room for everybody. I don't care who you are. Right. You know? And um, that's a common misconception that, you know, you need to kind of shit on somebody or one-up somebody just to get your name out there. Right, kind of push them out of the way. You don't have to do that. If you put out a good product and you're confident in your product, there's no reason to do that. That passion shines. You know what I mean? If you're passionate about it. And that's kind of what drives this industry is passion. I mean, everybody we've spoken to today, I don't think one person was not passionate that came on the show. Sure. Everybody everybody was, you know. This this is what they they live in. They fucking bleed this every single day. I'm a baseball player. I'm going to be passionate about a curve, a slider, my swing, my stance, my coach, my manager, you know. You're passionate about what you want to believe in and what you want to do. Not for nothing. If you're not, stop freaking doing what you're doing. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's 100%, 100% accurate. I go to bed thinking this industry, I wake up thinking this industry, and I do it all day, every single day. And you enjoy every second. 365, and I freaking love it. That's awesome, man. I love it. And uh, it can be frustrating for some people because it really does, you know, it, it can. Be destructive for relationships and all this jazz. If you're, especially if you're on the road a lot like I am. Right. But if you're passionate about it, man, it'll shine through and people will dig it. You know, and you're obviously gonna like it. Yeah. Much like seeing, you know, I really dig what you guys are doing here. It's freaking awesome. Thank I always want to delve into this section of it. You know, oh yeah. Podcast and all that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Hey, I don't man. have the time, bro. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll set up special shows. You'll hop on the show. We'll do a whole show 100%. together. No problem. Hundred percent, man. I uh. You know, I, I've done a bunch of these over the years with uh, various people and all that. And the one thing that always gets me, it's going to sound like something that you wouldn't believe, but my, the sound of my voice. Yeah, yeah. I was back and I was like, that's what I sound like. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm the same way. I, every time I hear the podcast, like, I'm what like, I sound like? Yeah. that's my voice? <laughs> what a Christ. The freaking pots, man. Who's that guy? You know? <laughs> Tell that guy to go home. He's a douche. <laughs> nah, man, you're fucking awesome, man. You really are. You you know your shit, obviously. I mean, uh, you know, I wish uh, you guys had a brewery over here. We could fucking uh, yeah, right. We could run into and do a little I podcast wish I could show you there. What my brewery looks like. I mean, other than pictures, of course. Right, right, right. Which yeah. my website say here's a brewery, but what is the website by the way? It's uh, www.avbc.com. Okay. Anderson Valley Brewing Company. Okay. Avbc.com. And uh, you know, it, I will plug this for our website. We have a beer finder on there. It's really helpful for people looking for our beer. Yep. So you just go plug your zip code in. Anywhere we're sold. No shit, yeah. and it'll pop up everywhere. That's cool. Oh, nice. And that's the one plug. There you go, Anderson Valley. You know, I love you guys. But uh, <laughs> but I, I, if I could visually show you guys what our brewery is like, that is where we differ from 
Oh, he's on the beat. You know what I mean? And it, it is something stupendous. I mean, the Redwoods, if you've never seen them, are freaking ridiculous. Hi, how are you? Hi. You got a business card? That's all. Do you have uh, anything else that you, got, you want to promote? Anything else you got come up you want to mention? I mean, feel uh, free. I want to continue to promote Great Beer in Long Island, Great Beer in Manhattan, Great Beer in Brooklyn, Queens. Queens is a really up and coming borough. So Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's where we're from. Beer. There's a lot of great beer houses in Queens. Oh, yeah. What I want to promote is any of your listeners out there, any of them, to continue to support craft beer, mine or otherwise. Certainly, I would love to turn people on to Anderson Valley, of course. Absolutely. Right. And I think you guys had some of it before. You know it's phenomenal world-class beer. Yeah. You know, we are one of the highest-rated breweries in the world. Yeah. One of the most sought-after breweries in the world. Um, but I, will, I promote craft beer in general. You know, yeah. get more people turned on to craft beer. That's only going to benefit what you guys doing, what mm -hmm. I'm doing, what every single brewery that you see here is doing. You know, the blood, the sweat, the tears, the money, the stress, the headaches, the laughs, the good times, yeah. the bad times. That's why we're doing this. In, yeah, in I mean, doing it. and we mentioned this earlier on the show uh, before, but um, you know, Queens ten years ago there were no breweries. Jeez, oh, nothing. Freaking ghost town, man. Yeah, yeah. and now and, look, and people said Long Island is barren. I'm like, have you gotten into Queens yet? Right. Yeah. And now look, now we got a 1011. We got a couple more that are planning to open up. Yep. So it's it's kind of great breweries open up. Great, yeah. Yeah. You we know? got some great ones so far. You know, back I see a bunch yeah, of yeah, you know, single you know, cut, yeah. Rockaway. Absolutely, drinking some single cut last night. Oh, um, that's some tasty shit. Yeah, we're big but fans. But not, not only that, but now you have more establishments getting behind craft beer. You know, beer bars, yep. stores, yep. whether they be national chain stores or whether they be, you know, little mom and pops that are getting on board and saying, look, not only can I make money off craft beer, which you can make good money off craft beer as a retailer, but you're also turning your customers onto something that they may not even know they want right. until they find it. They discover it, and then you got them hooked to life because you know, they become passionate about yeah. it. Yeah. It's funny it's now awesome you when I see, especially at this level or a beer fest level, you see people that say, "Oh my God, I never had a bourbon barrel aged beer before." You know, this is phenomenal. How did you do it? They yeah. want to know all about it. That's that's turning people on, right? That's there. what it's all about. Absolutely. Shut them out. Inclusive, not yeah. exclusive. Yeah, yeah, and, and honestly, I, I truly believe, like for people who like say they're unsure about craft beer, I, I think it boils down to it's like you just haven't taken that that leap to to try craft beer because yeah. certainly right. you can. Whatever you're currently drinking now, you could find something comparative and in almost every, almost all cases, in my opinion, better right. on, on the craft beer scene. And you just need to explore that. I always let you guys be the judge on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this beer today, beer tomorrow's opinion. You know, like um, one of our, our friends who was there earlier, you know, who was always a Budweiser, you know, Corona kind of guy. And, you know, little by little, we're starting to do some, some shit. And, you know, we're IPA guys, so... Everything we always have on us is going to be IPA or sure. something similar. So we're walking around today, and he had one or two that he kind of liked. All of a but sudden, even, even other things, because because we also, you know, we, we like stouts, we right. like porters. Well, you know, we, we, what do we always have in our hand, bro? Every fucking day we have an IPA. Well, we're big but IPA we, guys, but we always but switch it up. So, anyways, he's walking around tasting shit. All of a sudden, he tastes the chocolate stout, and nice. guess what? We found something nice. that he loves. He now. was blown away, nice. and then there was a there was a coffee porter, and he was like, "Wow!" Like it just kind of like. It blew his mind because yeah. he didn't, you know, when, when you go from what he was drinking to that, I mean, it's just the the leap in flavor and what that what that just does to your palate. It's just, it's hard it's, to even put into words. It's right. just. It's always a beer out there the for everybody. I get when I turn people onto our Gozas. Yeah, uh, you guys yeah. familiar with the Gozas yeah. style? Yeah, yeah. So we've been doing Gozas for a number of years now, and the, the faces I get when people try them for the first time, they're like, oh my God, what right. is this? You know, yeah. It's a sour German style wheat ale, and they're, you know, they just all freak they don't out about it. it. 
But after the first couple of sips, they're like, wow. This is actually really pretty fucking good, right? right? Yeah. Same idea with your buddy trying this, you know, the, the, the stout or the porter, the buffalo yeah. porter. You know what I mean? Just turned on to different things they never tried before. Yeah. But most of the time, the, the reason that people are drinking, um, let's just say the beers that are a little, little bit more prevalently found out there and right. easier to find, the Buds, the Coronas and all that, it's just because they either shy away from choice or they just don't know. You know, right. and it takes guys like yourselves, guys like me, and I know other people to turn them up. Yeah. You know, that's it. Because at the end of the day, I mean, you guys drink the beers. They don't suck. They right. They're awesome. Yeah. You know? And, and there's so many different types. Know, like, and, you know, it's you know. interesting because, because like, as, as big as craft beer is right now, and it, it is as big as I think it's ever been, it's, there's still so many other pockets out there where, where it's it still can grow even more. There's still right. a lot of people who don't really know much about craft beer. You know, there's, there's so many different types that maybe we haven't even tried yet, or we haven't found that one beer that's going to blow us away. You know, I, I'll give you, for instance, a great for instance. Next year, I'm releasing a new Goza called our Gin and Tonic Goza. Nice. All right? All right. We're starting uh, to incorporate aspects of alcohol into our beer that goes well beyond the barrel aging purposes, right? So there are breweries out there that are aging their beers in gin barrels, yeah. uh, rye, you know, rye whiskey barrels, bourbon barrels, um, apple brandy barrels. Captain Lawrence is a really nice apple brandy aged. Wow. wow. So going above and beyond that, we're now actually making a beer that incorporates aspects of alcohol into the beer. And I think you're going to see that kind of rise a little bit more over the next yeah. couple of years. But now you're including a bunch of drinkers who wouldn't even approach a beer and say, hey, I love gin and tonic. Right, yeah. It's literally called gin and tonic goza, so get after it. You know? Guess yeah. what? I can't fucking wait because I love gin and tonic. That's my point. <laughs> I, that's my freaking point. Oh, right? that's great. So uh, do we have room to grow? Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we're still, you know, up here and the iceberg's still down here. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? There's so I, much I, that I agree, can be man. done. There's so much. It's you know, a beautiful world, this craft beer I scene. I mean, you know, like when I started, man, I, you know, I drank maybe a handful of different types of beers. I mean, look at this fucking table right now. And this is maybe a small percentage of what we have here now. Yeah. And then they all have multiple different styles of beer in between them yeah. and so on. And it's just, you know, it's amazing what's happened with the beer scene. It, it's a great feeling to go out somewhere and, and, and you go to a bar, let's say, and you see the tap list and, and to... to I, I always try to look. I mean, obviously, there's the go-tos, but every time I go somewhere, I try to find a beer that I haven't had. Right. And to me, that's, that's in a weird kind of like beer nerd kind of way, that, that's exciting. I'll go someplace. It's a new style, something maybe that I know the brewery, I haven't, but I haven't had this particular style. And it's, it's, I would say it's, it's beer great. nerd, though. I'd say that it's just you know, kind of an adventurous palate. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. Uh, that, that's a better way to put it, actually. Beer nerd would be turning down something because you had it once and you enjoyed it but you don't want to try it for a second. Oh, no, that I could never do. No. If I enjoy it, I'm going to have it multiple times, <laughs> probably that I same night. I don't even night. call that beer nerd. I, I call it just a straight-up douche. Yeah, <laughs> beer douche. I think that's, that's the term. We just came idea. up with a new term. Oh, that. no, hell no. If we enjoy it, we're going to go back for that's thirds and saying, fourths. You know? I, that is one thing that we could always um, ask more of our, our retail partners out there is, you know, if, you don't always have to go for the latest and greatest if you had something that people liked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I customers that. Oh yeah, I kicked that barrel of goes in two days. Wow. Uh, uh, all right, awesome. Did you want to take another one? <laughs> what the hell? You know? Right. Uh, you know, you told me it took you ten days to kick that IPA over here, but you kicked my goes in two days. Yeah. Don't you want to bring more? Right? For. Oh, we had it already. Yeah, you yeah. freaking killed yeah. it. All right, so get another one. Get another one. one. Yeah, makes sense. That is a, a 
it's kind of a gray area in our industry right, right. now. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, because you do have the people that are looking for that next There's nothing big wrong thing. with that. There's and nothing there is wrong. nothing wrong with that. Absolutely as long nothing as you don't wrong. remember I mean, what the last great thing that's was. That's the beauty about the diversity of this industry. There's so much to offer. Yes. You know? And that will keep everybody satiated for, you know, yeah. for a good amount of time. Is to be able to offer so many different varieties. Well, hell, we're coming out with a new IPA next year. Why not? You know, we right. should. Yeah, Time absolutely. to revamp our IPA. Okay, no problem. You know, it's all good. But at the same time, we have our you know, our standards that we always like to point people to that do so incredibly well out there. Much like Long Island has their Celtic and Greenwood yep. Harbor, you know, has their Black Duck Porter. You know, we have our Boot Amber Ale. It's on the table right now. If you guys haven't tried it yet, come on over and try it. Definitely. Yeah, we have it's it actually. Flagship. So we're gonna try it, it is next. World class amber. And that's a style that I like to see people get more behind, you know? It's not the craziest IPA. It's not the sourest beer out there. It's just but a phenomenally well-made Amarillo that I can pair up really well with black peppercorn encrusted steak, sick piece of tuna, you know, maybe a, a pork chop with a little roasted red pepper garnish or something, mm. whatever. Make me Maybe fucking hungry right so now. I'm so hungry, guys. <laughs> I haven't eaten in hours. I'm like, I gotta get the hell out of here and go eat, you know? Oh, oh my man. God. We, we, had, we had fried chicken tenders and fries for yeah. the last, like, nine hours. That's it. And a hot dog. I and had a cold omelet. Oh, God. Like, oh, man. Four o'clock. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I bought it nine, you know? <laughs> wow. But no, we're definitely going to have to swing by and try that amber. Yeah, we, we did not have that one yet, no. Try it, Apples. I, I do have to get back to the booth. Listen, though. we really appreciate I told you, you getting some time. Hours. Man, yeah, we appreciate it. it. Thank Thinking you so much card, for coming up. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Want to chat again? Definitely, yeah. Know, yeah. You know, uh, you can tell I love it. I th- hey man. We're perfectly but fine I'm with that. Take uh, oh, oh definitely, brother. Really take take one of ours and uh, thank you. Yeah, t- t- typically one of the requirements for all of our guests is to have a beer. This is a little little different here today, but uh, next time we do this, yes, we all got to have yeah, beers. You know? Yeah. What the hell, man? We can get together, talk beers. Absolutely, man. Love talk, it. Talk some Yankee baseball. Hey, yeah, 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 man. Yeah, Yankee baseball. Talk it all up. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew it. I, knew it. I, I, I had to check. I had to check. <laughs> thank you, man. I thank appreciate you so much. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Yeah. We'll see sports. you in a few. Yeah, good luck with the program. Thank, thank, you, so thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. We're going to send you all the information. Everything. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. We'll be doing a blog on the event and then uh, probably a two-part podcast. So we'll uh, we'll definitely let you know when things come out. Yeah, I mentioned before, man, we're, you know, doing work with Starfish Junction is awesome, too. Yeah. Well, Scotty Flute, the guy that introduced me to you guys. Yeah. He's a very, very good friend He's a good of mine. guy. Uh, known him for many years. I love him to death. So the more work you do with him, the best you know, for you guys. Yeah. He'll point you in the right direction, not just this festival, other directions. Right. Excellent. To connect with all of us. Yeah, that's a- excellent. We look forward Thank to you, it. Man. Have a good one. Thanks a lot, man. My pleasure. Awesome, man. Dude, that was, that was great. Wow, we love it, man. That was, that great. was great. Wow, we, we had some great, great interviews today, fishing. man. I mean, uh, what's up? Fishing. Fishing. Do it, Mark. Hold on. You're going you're to get beer, though, right, while you're doing your fishing well, expedition? I think uh, I, I, I think we're... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, guys, what more can I say? This is Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. We were at the ninth annual Great Beer Expo in Belmont Park Racetrack, and this was a fantastic, fantastic event. We had a great time. Uh, we can't wait to share this footage to everyone. I, I hope you guys uh, listened to it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And please, please, please... If you love craft, keep supporting craft as we know we will, as you know, as we know you will. And if if you know someone that doesn't really know much about craft, or if you're not someone who knows a lot about craft, please tell them check out your local breweries, support your local breweries, drink local when you can, and explore the wonderful, wonderful world of craft beer. Guys, anything else we need to say? 
You know what? You know what I gotta say. Drink craft, not, not crap. crap. See ya. It's beer today, beer tomorrow. Signing out. Peace.